Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch, the show hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. And on this episode, David, I'm going to ask you a question to open. Um, what's scarier, having Michael Myers chase you down with a knife in his hand or waking up and realizing you have to be a Jets fan? That's really close, closer than it should be. I may still give the edge to Michael, but uh, it's yeah. really close. You know, I, I don't know. But you got a Jets fan. Or you got to factor being... in how slow Michael is, though. The, the man walks yeah. slow. He's not. He's not built for speed. It's true, but neither is Zach Wilson. Neither so is tough. fun. But is it better to be a Jets fan than a Giants fan? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's because like the, the expectations are high for the Jets fan. But Aaron's out, so it's like, ah, okay, bye bye expectations. Giants are just not good, and they just ha- but, they what's changed? It's the same. But team. the Giants beat the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl, and you cannot, you always have that. Giants, I don't know. Eli. I re- regardless, regardless, it's already it's spooky season here. A term that you've mm. already heard white people say just way too much, and we are in the third day of October as we're recording this, and we'll continue to say it every single day. Until we put up the Christmas tree on November 1st. Um, mm. Who says white people don't have culture? Anyway. Yeah, come, on, uh, come on. But we, we are we are almost like the, the fact that there's now 18 weeks in the NFL season and 17 games means that nobody's a quarter of the way through. But we're like we're like a quarter of the way through the NFL season almost. We're going to be talking about everything that happened in week four. And we're going to be making some picks for week five. David and I had a good week last week. Let's see if we can keep that streak going. All that's coming up. Plus, at the end, I'm going to ask David some questions about horror movies and what his plans are for his horror viewing experience in October. So stick around for a little movie talk as well. Let's go. Come on. All right, David. Week four, let's talk about the most important game. The game that was probably had the most riding on it going into Sunday, and that had to be Bears-Broncos. I mean, um, it was literally the just the poop facta, the one of the just worst matchups we've ever had. And in week four of an NFL season, the Bears came in with uh, what can only be described as an anemic offense um, that struggled to do anything competent at all and managed um, to score no points really against the Chiefs until Blaine Gabbert started to throw the ball to the wrong team in the fourth quarter. Uh, And the Broncos came in and the Broncos are addicted to giving points up and so these two just titans in the nfl matched up and for a while it looked like oh my gosh the broncos really are maybe the worst team ever i cannot believe this is going so badly sean payton um is he going to have this job this time next year you've got to be looking at other options besides russ at this point they are down 28 to 7 to the bears and then the bears just from the heavens just are like, nope, sorry, we want the number one pick. Here's my question, David. So what we have at the end of the game, the scenario is one of the, I think, easiest coaching decisions ever to make if you're a Matt Eberflus, the Bears head coach. You're just trying to get one win. This game is tied. The Bears have the ball in field goal range. There is a fourth down. It's fourth and one. Now, 
your defense has not played that well in the second half, but you have not won a game yet this season. You have finally been able to string some stuff together. You're clearly losing the momentum, though, as you have allowed the Broncos to come all the way back from down 28-7. to Maybe, maybe just kick the field goal and go up the three points and then play defense and see if you can hold the Broncos off for a two-minute drive. Maybe. Instead, let's run our dumbest play on fourth and one. Let's just get stuffed. And then let the Broncos drive down the field and kick a field goal to win. Don't make them score a touchdown to win the game. Don't make them beat you that way. Make them kick a field goal. Is he trying to lose? I don't know, man. Um, Before that fourth down conversion, Bears had a 66.5% chance to win. The very next play, you know, them not converting and it being first and 10, Denver, it jumps to 71% chance of Denver winning. Here's the thing. Justin Fields had seven incompletions that entire game. 28 for 35, Mm -hmm. 335 yards. And before that very, very last possession where he's playing from behind, pick, he's thrown four touchdowns and zero picks. That's a really good Mm -hmm. game. Doesn't matter who Mm -hmm. what quarterback you are, that's a really good game. Mm -hmm. He needs the confidence. This team needs confidence. He has just brought you all the way down the field. Why don't you end with a field goal? That's like, okay, if, if, you know, the Broncos drive down and score, like Justin, you still did well. You got us in field goal range. You got us the lead. You did what you could do. Instead, they go for it. They don't get it. Bummer. Then Broncos get the field goal, and now it's like, hey, kid, we need you to go win the game for us now. You don't have a choice. Like, I mean, the narrative on like Justin, even his, I can't imagine the the, the state. Like that just completely flips everything. Whereas I just got us in field goal range, like you know, a potential walk off field goal, and now I'm gonna have to drive down the field to try to win this game. I threw the pick. We lost because of me. You see how that like quickly changes, and I. I just yeah I don't mm-hmm. understand why why you don't settle for that field goal what were they the seventeen yard line so what that's a thirty two yard field goal so yeah I mean school, it's the a high easiest. schooler could hit that you know what I mean like yeah I, yeah I don't know this don't wasn't know like a oh gosh Cairo Santos has to attempt a sixty five yarder or we try to convert this fourth and one that's not what happened and I it's the NFL it's you it's not like the NBA in the NBA you can tank you can tank very easily. And you can make it obvious, but almost less obvious because um, in the NBA, people are playing for guaranteed contracts. But also you can just be like, yeah, I'm just going to put the worst defenders out on the floor right now. So we'll score a lot of points, but we're just going to lose. In the NFL, you don't really have that option. You can't just be like, let's sneak a really sucky quarterback into the game and see how he does. (laughs) But you can do this. You can just make... I thought he retired. (laughs) Yeah, you can just make the dumbest of dumb fourth down decisions ever. And I I don't think Justin Fields is good. I don't think that if Justin Fields wins this game, there's some sort of change in the career, the arc of his career, and that he suddenly becomes a good quarterback. I genuinely do believe that that was a good game from a quarterback, and those happen a lot of times even with quarterbacks that aren't that good, but that the Broncos' defense is one of the worst defenses I've seen in the last five years. I mean, we thought this was going to be their strength coming in. Yeah, they have guys. Is is Patrick, was he a top-five cornerback or a top-three before the the season, I thought, you know? Easily, and they can't can't stop a leaky faucet. I mean, they literally cannot stop anything. Every single team... um, 
that plays against them scores on them. The Raiders score on them. The Bears score on them. Obviously, the Dolphins put up 70 on them. And so, like, you don't... You, bad teams give up a lot That's of points. Bad. bad defenses give up a lot of points. But even bad defenses don't give up 70. 70 is like a whole new level of terrible. And it's it's amazing um, that they were able to play that this badly and then somehow claw their way back into this game. You could feel the momentum switch. Uh, you could feel it switch whenever Sean Payton cut the sleeves off, channeling his inner Belichick, I guess, and trying Honestly. to trying to discover i don't know some sense of happiness i i don't sean payton looks miserable too like he took this job and it seems like it's the worst job he could have taken i mean there were a bunch of other coaching vacancies and i feel like he would have been happier feeling almost every other one of those but it it looks like the bears are trying to lose and right now if the season ended the bears would have the first pick and the second pick and you're taking caleb williams with one of those right i would imagine unless you think drake may but if i i there's don't no I just way, don't right? pass up on Caleb Williams? Yeah, yeah. You, don't pass up on Caleb Williams. And so, what do they do with Fields? Trade? Because you can't have—he's not like a veteran back. You can't have him be like the backup to a rookie quarterback. And you also can't have him start and sit the rookie for a year because. Yeah. Well, here's—they kind of messed up. I think Justin Fields, more than ever this offseason, had like the highest draft draft capital or, or trade capital he's ever had. Like the potential to get a return on, you know, Justin Fields was the highest it's ever been. And maybe they should have done that then expecting to get Caleb Williams. But now after the season that's happening, I think he, he loses a lot of value. Uh, even if it's not necessarily him, like, yeah, 300 yards, four touchdown game. That's pretty good. But there's clearly some flaws in his game. He's clearly just, stuck to the ground, uh, just looks uncomfortable, is struggling to go through reads, stuff like that. So they kind of messed up in that, like, he's going to lose a heck ton of value now if they try to trade him. And they might be able to get something for him, but not as much um, as they would have before this season when people were thinking the Bears would win this division and, you know, be a top three seed in the NFC. So, yeah, I what – Again, I I'm wrong. I'm wrong about a lot of things. I make a last year. I was saying the Eagles were frauds the whole year, and they made it to the Super Bowl and um, were incredibly tough to play against. Um, as a Chiefs fan watching that game, I've been wrong a lot. I, the take that I've been sitting on and I sat on early in the summer was that this Bears team is not going to be good, and I don't understand why everybody thinks it is. And I'm still trying to figure out. Like, I mean, ESPN was making posts about it. Like, this year is going to be fun. And like Justin clips of Justin Fields throwing the ball to DJ Moore. Like, I don't, I think everybody fell in love with like five or six highlight plays from Justin Fields last year and were like, oh my gosh, this guy is Cam Newton. And he's just, he's just not. Yeah. And that's a disservice to him. I think he came in this year with incredibly high expectations and he has not played well for the most part, aside from this game where he did absolutely play well in this game. But he came in with he—he he was an MV, fringe MVP candidate, is the way people were talking about him. And this is a person who's never should have been sniffing that, and and would have been lucky to be considered in the top half of the league of quarterbacks. I don't understand where this optimism came from, and I think it's ultimately like one of those things where you would just put too high expectations on a player, and then whenever they don't perform, we all just love to crap on them. And Zach yeah. Wilson is experiencing the same thing. And it's a lot of because of where they get drafted. But, like, when have the Bears ever had a good quarterback? Who's the greatest quarterback in Bears franchise history? 
it's probably Jay Cutler, and it's not really That's, close. I was like, is it Jake? Is it Jay Cutler? Really? Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't it, know the quarterback. It is. In the 80s. It is. It that it, it's McMahon, and he wasn't good. I mean, he was just he was good enough to sit behind the greatest defense of all time and win games, well, but he wasn't that good. There you go. He was. Yeah. He, Trent, Trent Dilfer has stolen his thunder as quarterback who just gets carried to a Super Bowl. Um, which, by the way, Trent Dilfer, calm down on the sidelines. You are not good enough of a football player to be doing all that mess. And I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw that clip from the UAB game, but it was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. He, it, you're fine. He's got, <laughs> he's got to chill out. He's he's talking to him like he was in the national. Not gonna lie, I thought he was about to like Georgia. start swinging, swinging on his coaches or something. Yeah, I don't get that, but. They've never had a good quarterback in franchise history. And to think that suddenly these people are going to develop and Eberflus is supposed to be a defensive guy, by the way. So it's not like they hired an offensive guru to kind of, kind of speak to the strengths of Justin Fields. Yeah. Well, Justin Fields probably be good in Kyle Shanahan's system or Sean McVay's system or Andy Reid's system. Yes. It's a lot about where these quarterbacks get drafted and sometimes you can overcome bad coaching, but almost all the time you can't. And so Justin mm-hmm. Fields is not able to overcome that at this point. Um, and, but his expectations were too high. So now everybody, he is being saved by Zach Wilson, honestly. Zach Wilson's getting a lot more of the like media attention um, and negativity than Justin Fields is. But Justin Fields has been just as bad as yeah. Zach Wilson. And um, it's better because the Bears don't have as much expectations as the Jets did coming into the season. But still, like this is a guy who's not going to succeed and you're going to look around and wonder why. And part of it's going to be on him because he's not able to make the reads, but a lot of it's going to be on the situation he got put into. Yeah. Nathan, we've just two two pivotal teams that have been in the spotlight a lot that feel like they've been the most disappointing this year. Uh, well, I even say I'd have to, oh, Broncos in there. I'll throw that in. Broncos, Bears, Jets, three teams. I feel like before this season, there was a little bit of expectation and not all those were on equal playing fields. Some were, you know, more expected expected to do better than others i think another team though that we should talk about and i think that you're wanting to get to this point i think maybe a team that beats all of them is it the Bengals that have like the highest expectation with the biggest disappointment because wow um i looked at one point and i saw 17 to nothing titans i was like wait what what like the titans haven't scored more than like like the titans haven't scored all year and they're just running up on the Bengals. like what is happening and same story, another week. Um, what is happening? I, I really don't know. Um, I they started off slow this year, but they always start off slow. It seems like they have with Burrow, and so I thought, okay, they lost week one. They lost to the Browns, who are their kryptonite. The Browns, some for some reason, have the tight. The sorry, the Bengals number, and have. Um, I think does Burrow have a win against them, or maybe just one. He either is has one win or is winless against the Browns in his career. Yeah. Um, and so that's a team they they just don't get up for those games as much as you'd like them to, or the Browns just have their number. And the Browns have very He's one and four against the Browns. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. And so then they lose to the Ravens in a close game, and you're thinking, okay, that's fine. And then and they Burrow barely well. beat and Burrow played Burrow played pretty well. But they then they barely beat the Rams when Burrow's hurt. It's very clear that Burrow's hurt. And a lot of people, you're and we're probably the chief among this that I heard. I mean, obviously, national media people, but you were saying this a lot. Like, why play Burrow in this Titans game? This is not an important game. 
you're risking it. This guy clearly has hobbled. Like Burrow does not look like himself. And I came out of the AFC championship game last year with a clear vision of Joe Burrow is the second best quarterback in the league. There's Mahomes. There's a big gap. There's Burrow. There's a gap. And then it's Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts and everybody else. Yeah. But he is playing like a bottom five quarterback right now. And part of the reason is he's hurt. Part of the reason is he is just not being very sharp. Mahomes is actually not sharp either. We'll get to that later. That was not a good game from him last um, this last week. But also, this offensive line is terrible. How, many, how much money are they going to spend to just continue to have a turnstile offensive line? And Chiefs fans know Orlando Brown does not get it done. And neither does Juwan Taylor, it seems. But Orlando Brown definitely does not get it done. I mean, there were highlights, but Tennessee... I've not, I have not heard of these pass rushers. I don't know Tennessee's defensive line in and out. I just don't. These guys are they're looking like Lawrence Taylor against Orlando Brown. I mean, they were just pushing him. They were bull rushing all the way back to Burrow on every single possession. And there's yep. nothing the Bengals could do. Couldn't get the ball to Jamar Chase. T. Higgins got hurt in this game. The Bengals, it seems like, are having the season from hell. And yeah. I think I think if they don't win against the Cardinals, they don't make the playoffs. I genuinely do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right now, uh, you know, we talk about Burrow and you said he's been one of the worst quarterbacks. I know fantasy he's ranked 31, but it's fantasy. Um, but looking at actual ranks and completion percentage, he is 32nd right now yards, um, per pass last as well. Passing yards per game. He's 29th passer rating. He's last. Yeah. Not looking good. I mean, if you if you just look search Burrow in Twitter, there's actually Bengals fans like posting clips from this game, and it's like he he gets the snap, doesn't move one read, and f- fires the ball to a double covered receiver, and it's incomplete, and it's just like he's just not moving. Uh, he's doesn't look the same. Not I mean, it's not a hundred percent his fault. He's just getting pummeled so much mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. as you mentioned i at this point i blame the people above burrow i i don't understand why they're playing him if this is mahomes i'd be like all right screw this season i'd rather have 10 more years of mahomes healthy than you try to suffer him through this season and potentially an achilles injury or something else happens i mean i saw a clip from the titans game and he was like wincing as he was moving his elbow like he's getting hit so much he's getting injured so many different spots. It's like, dude, why are they forcing him to play? And I think he's playing this week against the Cardinals. It's just like, guys, I know like if you lose, you're especially done, but like, I don't, I mean, is it worth something's risking give. your franchise? They just, yeah. they just set a record with the money that they gave him. And then to risk all that, I, yeah, I, I think, and it didn't help. That's the other thing. Like they, I, you cannot convince me that the performance they got out of Joe Burrow, they couldn't have got out of their backup, whoever their backup is. Jake um, Browning, or, yeah, I believe, or you know AJ McCarron, who's on the practice squad, I think. So the I, he is not comfortable, and I think the one read thing that you were talking about, I saw a couple of film breakdowns of him against the Titans and you're right. He's doing one read because he probably feels like he's got to get the ball out in 0.8 seconds or he's about to get hit. Yeah. And he is not himself that it's starting to become a problem where like, yeah, you had the Jamar chase quotes. I don't think that means that Jamar chase is like mad at Joe Burrow 
But Jamar Chase is probably looking at it realistically, and this is a point I saw made a few other places. He's on his rookie contract, and he's playing for a second contract, and he needs stats. Mm-hmm. He just he does to get the to get the money that he wants. He needs stats. Joe Burrow is not. Joe Burrow has got more money in his signing bonus than Jamar Chase is going to make on his entire rookie deal. This season really matters for Jamar Chase, stats-wise. And it's just frustrating to run routes consistently and to not have an opportunity to make a play. And so, yeah, he seven catches for 73 yards. But he said, I'm always effing open. And I think that's probably the sentiment. And yes, wide receivers always think they're open. They just That's just like, to be a good wide receiver, you just have to be the kind of guy that thinks you're always open even when you're not open because you just want the ball so bad. And so there's part of it. But there's definite tension in there, in that locker room, when there really wasn't before. And I it's, it's just very strange. I, I expected... I, I expected them to be the number two team in the AFC. I, yeah. I, I genuinely did. And the way that they have played the last two years. And it's shocking that they're not even close right now. They're, I mean, they're fourth in the North. They're fourth in their division. And a pretty decent division. The, every team and, in that division took a step up this year. And they've lost. Well, we can talk about I don't think the Steelers took a step up. I think if the Steelers took a step sideways. Well, but, if TJ Watt stays healthy, that's a step up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> They've lost two division games already. They've yeah. already lost two. They lost their first two to start the season. And they have yet to... They've played three AFC teams and have yet to get a win. The only win they got was against the Rams. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this Cardinals game doesn't matter in terms of like division or anything. But I, I do think that if they lose to the Cardinals and they fall to one and four, I, I think you're you seriously have to do the pack-it-in thing. Like... Let's see what we need to do to get Joe Burrow healthy. And yep. uh, let's see if maybe there's need, some trades that we need to make. Maybe we need to move off a couple of our skill position guys to shore up our offensive line and try to open up yeah. cap space. Because right now, whatever they have, the system they have is not working. No, it's not. Well, not, I agree with you. If they lose, I'll even like stamp it confirmed. If they lose this next week, they're not making the playoffs. And here's why I say that. Here's their schedule, and I'm literally going to read the rest of the year, uh, and it it gets much dip- more difficult. The Seahawks at the 49ers versus <laughs> the Bills versus <laughs> the Texans, who have scored 30 points in back-to-back weeks, at the Ravens versus the Steelers, at the Jags versus the Colts, Vikings, Steelers, Chiefs, Browns. Like, the Texans are the worst team left, and again, 31 points Our and 30 Colts. points the yeah. last two weeks. Colts, besides that, it's either top AFC team, a road divisional game, a home divisional game. Like, dude, it's they got a tough schedule. And yeah, you can't start one and four and then expect to win. I mean, they, they couldn't lose more than what, four games out of that rest of that schedule. Like they'd have to turn it around so fast. And that's just a that's a hole that's a tough hole to get out of, even if you're a healthy Joe Burrow or even if you're Patrick Mahomes, you know, like that's just tough to climb out of. So yeah, they're in scramble now mode. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the fix is necessarily. Cause again, it's, yeah, you're right. You're right that like Jamar has a reason to be frustrated in that. Like 
they've made back-to-back AFC championship games. Like they've tasted that success. They've been to the Super Bowl, and they're like, wait, we're one and four. Like we're not used to this, like they're not used to losing. And I think you're clearly seeing that they're frustrated because they're not they're not familiar with this pretty poor play. You know. So now we should mention there's a flip side, obviously. Joe makes a if Joe Burrow starts to play like Joe Burrow again, they could easily win twelve of the remaining games on their schedule. Like seriously, I mean they could do that if if he turns it around, but it doesn't seem like he's going to have the opportunity to. And they just they just got killed against the Titans. Like there was no yeah. offense in that game for them at all. Their defense wasn't really stopping anything. It was a clowning. Derrick Henry ran for a touchdown, passed for another one. Um, like. They, they just did not look good against the team. And the Chiefs have lost really bad to the Titans in the past. The Titans do play up to their competition. I think that that's something they've always done. That's the sign of a good coach that's that's variable. But it the way that this started and then adding this terrible loss on top of it, that's two games, two games in which the Bengals have mustered a field goal. Two games. Two in the first four games, the Bengals have only scored a field goal and no other points. Don't uh, hold me to good. this, but I believe the Bengals are the only team in the NFL that have yet to score a touchdown in the first half. I think I saw that I'm, stat too on, on Sunday. Let me Google it. Because against the Ravens, they had a punt return in the second quarter. They didn't score it till the second half. Um, And then the only other opportunity, because you just mentioned three points would be this Rams game, and I'm fairly certain that, yeah. Yep. Yogle, the Yogle. Bengals haven't scored a first-half touchdown and only have three offensive touchdowns all year. And that's that has to be last. That has to be. Yes, last. it is. So they're, that, I don't know. It's, it's really weird what's going on with them right now. Um, and I can't say that I'm upset about it as a Chiefs fan, but it's just it's perplexing to see something like this happen to a team yeah. that was so good. And yes, they have injuries, but well, I, I I mean Burrow didn't play so well in the game that he wasn't injured. Then he yeah, won a Super so Bowl. I don't. <laughs> yeah, so you know you kind of have to do the thing where you throw out Patrick Mahomes and the curve and yeah, right on the rest of it. But yeah, speaking of tough. speaking of Pat and not playing well. <laughs> Sunday night football, uh, Chiefs Jets. The first quarter, it looked like it was going to be a murder, just like it. Oh my the, gosh, the Bears Chiefs game, and I was really excited because I was thinking, okay, it wasn't just a fluke last week. We are actually beating bad teams how we should beat them. And no, that didn't happen. The Chiefs offense slowed way down. Mahomes was not; he was just not good. He played the worst game I think he's played since he. I think so too. I don't. Chief. I don't know if I've seen a game like this in his career, honestly. I'm trying to think about it. Mahomes like, is other games have been like receivers are dropping stuff or he's getting hit or like first game, you know, guys aren't getting open. But Mahomes threw two bad picks. And even he was like, That's on me. It's like that we just aren't Awful. used to seeing that. Really Awful. just weird. Again, another situation of just weird. Like, is he hurt? It like what's going like just something just doesn't seem right. And uh I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but yeah, it, it looked rough. Yeah, I, I, the, he had no touch on either one of those, or, or he threw touch passes when he shouldn't have on, on both of those picks. Kelsey looked confused, like what the heck is he doing right now? Um, our defense didn't play as well as I would have liked either, and so that was kind of like a, a double-edged sword. 
I think Zach Wilson proved a little something as well. And I think that he proved that while he's not a great quarterback, if they give him like the tools he needs to succeed and run the offense a little bit more tailored to him, he can be competent. Like I, Mm -hmm. I, I don't think he's going to ever be a quarterback that's like leading a team to playoff victories, but I think he can get the job done. And he definitely did. That loss was not his fault. And I also think the commentary was a little unfair. Every time there was a missed throw, they would be like, Oh, Rogers would have hit that. Like the, yeah, on the I noticed like, that. I was like, Whoa, Garrett Wilson, like Garrett Wilson missed touchdown opportunity. And they're like, Oh, Rogers would have hit that. I'm like I've seen, I've seen Aaron Rodgers overthrow that same pass. Like every quarterback overthrows that same pass. And yeah, maybe Rodgers would have hit it that time. But if you have him throw that pass five times, he might miss two or three of them. Yeah. Like I thought it was just really disingenuous the way people were continuing to talk. I don't know if you saw the Rodney Harrison clip afterwards with Chris Jones. Uh-uh. Um, so a- after the game, Rodney Harrison, who's former Patriot safety, who has been on the Sunday Night Football crew for a while, was like trying to bait Chris Jones into trashing Zach Wilson by saying like, and you can be honest, like how, how are you surprised by how well Zach Wilson played considering how bad the film looked up until this point? Like almost hoping like Chris is just going to go at Zach and get like a soundbite. And Chris handled it really well. And was like, I think people forget Zach Wilson is a top five draft pick. And like, we knew that if, you know, they had set the offense up for him that he could definitely hurt us in separate places. He was great. He was legitimately great. He outplayed Mahomes. That's not yep. like, he, that's not hyperbole at all. And I thought it was kind of stupid that Rodney Harrison was, was acting that way. Um, I thought, I think two things about that Chiefs game. One, we're still not having good receiver play. And I, I want to ask, ask you if you think, what you think the problem is, do you think it's just we don't have enough talent at the position? Um, or do you think it's a scheme thing? Like, I know this is something you've been paying attention to a lot. What do you think the issue is with the Chiefs receivers? I know Spags treats rookies differently than Andy Reid does, and I think we've seen that in the past. I feel like this last year, um, of course, maybe because he didn't necessarily have a choice, but Spags loves to throw those rookies out there and let them learn, um, let them make mistakes, let them learn. I feel like with Andy Reid, we see a lot of like, you know, you're really good, but you know, you may not play as much, even though you should be. Exhibit A, Rasheed Rice. Um, now we're slowly seeing his snap count go up, but I think even from like day one preseason training camp, we're like, okay, Rasheed Rice, um, despite you know a couple drop balls. He can go up and get it. Um, he can make a man miss. Uh, he's explosive in the open field. Like, this guy could be it. And, yeah, I, I don't necessarily know what it is. You can tell Mahomes doesn't necessarily trust him. I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago with, like, you know, an open 1v1 mm-hmm. downfield, and he chose to scramble 11 yards mm-hmm. for the first down. Just different stuff like that. If that was Tyreek, he'd have been like, I'm throwing this out there, and Reek's probably going to run under it, you know. And uh, right. I, I don't know, and I, I tweeted this. It's like, I don't. We, we, it's not been because we're winning and the offense seems to have success. It's hard to notice, but our offensive schemes and our tight end production has definitely, um, hid some very glaring just issues with our receiver room. Um, because our three leading receivers 
uh, two nights ago, uh, it's Tuesday night now, um, was a, a tight end, running back, tight end. And then you had Rasheed Rice with three yards, three receptions, 32 yards, Kadarius Tony, MVS, um, Justin Watson, but then two running backs again. And it's just like, you know, I think week one, when our receipt, when our, you know, we're missing our best tight end and even a couple receivers don't play well, you see how much we struggle. I, I this team still has an issue. Um, and I love Kelsey, but he's a year older and he can only just carry the offense. You know, I say carry the offense, you know mm-hmm. what I mean though? He go, he can only carry the production for so many years before it's like, all right, dude, my, my body's getting old. I'm getting tired. Like I can't, go 1200 yards every single year. And so I think they're seriously contemplating maybe a trade. I get, I think they have a month left before the trade deadline. I, I genuinely wouldn't be shocked if they're kind of low key shopping, um, Terry McLaurin or Kyle Pitts or somebody, you know, to like help because I don't know just what Mm -hmm. we've seen so far. MVS has kind of been not the same one as last year. And uh, I've been talking to a couple people who are like, well, I mean, it's I think it's a better receiver room this year than we had last year. But people forget adding playoffs. Juju Smith-Schuster had over 1,000 yards receiving. Like, yeah, Juju I know he was, was hurt a couple games, but Juju dude could get good. open. He knew how to get open. He knew how to get separation, and he caught the ball. He took the hit. We're not finding yeah. a guy. Um, MVS doesn't look the same. Shout out to Justin Watson for making plays when he needs to. Um, but right now I saw a stat. Rasheed Rice leads uh, with 2.5, 2.5 yards of separation on average. And that's like, I get apparently just far and away better than any other Chiefs skill player that we have. So the question mm-hmm. is like, okay, why isn't Rasheed playing more? Because it feels like he's like the guy. Um, so I don't know. I, you it know, may just be because he doesn't understand it too. Yeah, and that's that's another thing that you talked about with the rookies. Andy Reid's offense is incredibly complicated, and it's mm-hmm. much more complicated than the majority of offensive schemes in the NFL. And obviously, that can help you with the play design, and and it confuses the defense as well. But also, it can mean that rookies come along slower than you would like because they just can't grasp everything. So Andy Reid doesn't trust them and doesn't put them out in a lot of situations um, where you'd see other rookies playing. I I think that um, we don't obviously need like a number one, number one guy to yeah. win a Super Bowl because we have it. We have Travis Kelsey, and I don't think we need like a an amazing receiver in order to get that done. But eventually we will. And I think you're right that Travis can't bear this load for a while. And he looks he looks pretty good. I mean, obviously yeah, he he's... He still got a little bit of a, I think, a nagging injury, and also there's just been so much other stuff happening with Travis. I'm sure that's that's got to affect the play a little bit. How can you not be distracted? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the biggest story in the NFL in the last five years, I would say, and I don't think that's really hyperbolic. I think that's just the honest to god attention that this is all getting. Um, but it's just, I, I look at a team and. And and grass is always greener on the other side. But I look at a team like the Jets, who don't have a lot. um, But like you put Alan Lazard in the Chiefs' offense, like I'm much more confident. If you replace like one of our wide receivers with Alan Lazard, I'm much more confident. But I would say, like, how nice would it be to have that true number one wide receiver? Because we had Tyreek for a long time, and it was I think we took him for granted. But like 
Every time Zach Wilson needed to make a play on Sunday night, you know who he threw to? He threw it to Garrett Wilson. And Garrett Wilson yep. was making a play damn near every time. I mean, Garrett Wilson was a beast. He was incredibly difficult to cover. Even when he didn't have separation, he was still making plays. He was Nine always catches, a threat. And we don't, 14 targets. Yeah, and we don't, we don't have a receiver that is always a threat right now. And so that feels like a part of the offense that we're missing. Um, I think so, it should be noted too, though. This Jeff, this Jets defense is legit. They got a good pass rush. They have good D backs. And something one of our good friends mentioned: the Jets linebackers were just so fast last night. And I didn't realize that until were, he said something. I was like, fast. "Dude, how is C.J. Mosley and uh, I think Jermaine Johnson and the other one like? How are they just flying around so mm-hmm. fast?" Um, so mm-hmm. the, it is a good defense, uh, better than the Bears, and um, who'd they play before? It's probably the, the best defense we've played this year. I mean, it, it probably is. It's probably the best yeah. defense we've played this year because the Jags defense is, is Jags, pretty good, right. but it's not yeah. as good as the Jets defense. And then the Lions defense uh, honestly isn't that good. I think we just had an all-time bad wide receiver game and no Travis Kelsey. So, yeah. so it should still, be noted like, that they do have one, a good defense. I'm going to look back at it at the end of the season. But yeah. But it was still, you think, it was still frustrating. Um, you think we even remember it though? You think we'll be like, oh wait, at the end we, of the season, how did we lose to the Lions? Gonna, yeah. Uh, oh well. Yeah. You you want to know? You want to know how I'm going to remember it? Because so that's the game Lions that's going to get us out of the one seat. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. But that Shout also might Will. be the game that costs us home field advantage. Shout out, Will. Congrats on your upcoming marriage. That's, yeah, that's sick. Um, yeah, dude. Congrats on also maybe your upcoming playoff appearance. Which one did you think would happen Ew. first in your life? Probably. But be marriage. honest. Definitely not the playoff. No matter. <laughs> that's good. Be honest. No matter who they're playing, we're cheering for the Lions. Though, if they make the playoffs, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like it's yeah, Detroit, you know, like yeah, oh yeah, I'm gonna cheer for them, and then they're going to make it to a divisional round game, and you'd be like, oh my gosh, the Lions, and they're gonna have to play the 49ers. Yeah, and then it's done. Um, David, I want to ask you, uh, 49ers clear best team in the NFL right now? Yes. What can't they do? What's their weakness? Because Brock Purdy has the highest pass rating of any quarterback in the league. Um, I know you just said that. I, I do think it's Brock. Um, I think they. Okay, they were losing in the Rams game early in the second quarter. Besides that, I don't think they've lost been losing all season. They've always played with the lead. Mm-hmm. I trust the Niners in every single situation. However. Let's say it's the Super Bowl playing the Chiefs. Niners are down six points with a minute and a half left in the game. Can you trust Brock Purdy to put the team on his back and drive down against a potentially really good Chiefs? Like, you know, I trust the coaching. I trust the defense. Every The defense doesn't have a weakness for the Niners. I just Can I trust Brock Purdy to make that dang good throw or that really good play when the pressure's on and not just when he's playing with the lead and can – I'll dump this to Christian McCaffrey and he'll get 49 yards on that hurdle. You know, not taking it away from Brock because dude is smart. He's making the plays he he needs to make. Doesn't turn the ball over. I just don't know. Mm -hmm. Can he make that really tight, tough, you know, big throw, big, big play in a a big game? I don't know. And he didn't have that opportunity last year because he got hurt against a team that they might have beaten had he stayed healthy. We don't know. But uh, that's 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 my only thing. And I'm not even trashing Brock. I'm just trying to find a weakness with this team. And he's that's, just not like a quarterback who he doesn't himself scare you. 
but the no. way he uses the weapons around him might scare you. So, yeah, I, the question I have, do you think he's better right now than Jimmy Garoppolo ever was in the Niners? I think so, and I, I say this not because I've noticed it, but because like I listened to a couple people, a couple people who have said this, but like they're moving him a lot more, and their plays are a lot more creative, and he's outside of the pocket a lot more, and that kind of does tell me like, okay, I feel like Kyle Shanahan trusts Brock pretty more if he's getting more creative, taking more chances, you know, bootleg, all this mm-hmm. different stuff mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that maybe he didn't necessarily do as much with Jimmy, and so that tells me maybe Kyle thinks. Brock Purdy's better and maybe has a, you know, bigger skill set to be able to utilize stuff like that. But yeah, man, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the Niners. Um, I'm actually, there's been some good primetime games, but I think an actually good one this season, this week is going to be the Niners Cowboys. Niners uh, Cowboys. Sunday night. I would agree. That's going to be a good game. Two of the, probably maybe the two best defenses in the league. Um, it's going to be a fun game. Um, but yeah, dude, Niners I, low key. I don't think it's going to be good. You think the Niners kill the Cowboys? I think the Niners win by two scores. Yeah. Uh, do we all forget? The problem that is, the we Cowboys just don't know what the Cowboys the are going to do. Yeah, yeah that's cool. the, like, I mean, they smacked the Patriots, but the Patriots are terrible. Mac Jones is awful. But they lost to the Cardinals, and I, I don't know. Teams. They put a 40-burger on the Giants. Yeah. They beat bad teams. They beat bad teams. But okay teams, they've kind of struggled with, and the 49ers are not an okay team. The 49ers are a very good team. I, I want to see... Also, I wanna Mike see McCarthy an, versus Kyle Shanahan. Do the Well, math. that's fair. I want to see, like, another loss, though, I feel like. Because, like, Chiefs, I mean... We we both know as well as anybody. Chiefs lose against bad teams usually, and it's That's like, true. why did we lose that game? However, I feel like Cowboys more consistently find a way to lose games they shouldn't lose. Mm-hmm. They um, also don't have Patrick Mahomes. They have Dak Prescott. True. Which is so. You're, I don't know, Zach. Me, you're pick, I don't think your team's them. good. I'm sorry. Ooh. I'm sorry, Zach. Ooh. I don't think your team's good. I think your team. Well, I I don't think your team is as good as the Niners. I don't think that they Bro. deserve to be in the same same echelon. Sorry. Tomorrow at tomorrow yeah. at five twenty six p.m. You're gonna get a text from Zach. Just I'm gonna get a text from Zach. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm gonna and I'm gonna be so afraid um, of, of that. So you're picking um, the you're picking the Niners this week then against the yeah. Cowboys you know what? Let me just picks. do my let's just let's just do my favorite. Let's do my favorite. Are they even favored? I don't know. I haven't even looked. Surely, I, I think they're at home. The line. Is there another game you want to talk about uh, before we before we move on? Because we can move on. Last one. Um. Dolphins came back to earth. Yeah. Uh, hey, I, I said think, that. I said I want to see them play the Bills. I want to see yeah. them play Buffalo. Yep. You were right. I, th- I still think the Dolphins are very good. I don't think this means it's the end of their season. But I also think, one, we need – the Bills are much better than they showed on that Sunday night game where they just had an off game against the Jets, and yeah. that happens. And two – the Dolphins' defense is bad, um, and maybe giving up 20 points to the Broncos was actually too many <laughs> because, um, I don't know, their defense just isn't very good, and that's going to be something that they struggle with. However, they are not going – I was looking at their schedule. They got the Bill get, Bills game out of the way. They're not going to be traveling up to Buffalo in December needing to win a game to possibly win the division. The Bills are going to have to go to them. That's a much better position to be in if you're a Miami fan, I think. 
And so if you're going to get kicked in the teeth, I think it's good that you get kicked in the teeth this early, maybe temper expectations a little bit for this team, um, but still acknowledge that they're, they're very good um, because they are. But yeah, Uh, I mean, you're right though. I just did the math. They're giving up 30 points a game. And yes, they've played the Bills and the Chargers, but they've also played the Broncos and the Patriots. Like 30 points a game, that's a lot of points to be given up. And your your offense can't score 70 every week. Um, So... Right. Yeah. That's rough. And I think that maybe we all calm down on Tua a little bit too. Which is again, Mahomes had a bad game. Good quarterbacks have bad games, but yeah. Tua was on a ridiculous pace that I don't think he was ever going to keep up. And so I think yeah. this maybe was like, okay, let's let's maybe all calm down. The the Dolphins are still good. I think they can still compete for an AFC championship game spot. I really do, but they're not pencil them into the Super Bowl. So um yeah. All right. Let's yeah. let's move on to our picks. David, I've already picked my favorite. I'm taking the 49ers over the Cowboys. Who's your favorite? Um let me look. Hop over to week five. Are the Niners you probably just confirmed that Niners are favored by four. So okay, there you go. Yeah. I got nauseous when I looked at the Jets Broncos game. I'm just going to avoid that at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Let's see. I kind of feel bad. I benched Lamar this week and it worked out. Anthony Richardson actually got me one more point than Lamar, which mm-hmm. it's not that close. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm sorry, Lamar, and I'm sorry, Ravens fans. Uh, so to make it up, I will choose the Ravens to beat the Steelers at Heinz Field. Baltimore's favored by three and a half. Um, and so, yeah, give me Ravens to beat the Steelers on the road this week. Going against Mike Tomlin as a home dog is kind of wild, but you do you. Hey. I, I feel bad. I got to make it up. I guess they, they played well, 28-3. against. I, what I, I mean, the Browns' defense could be pretty good, but what I thought would be a pretty good defense and a pretty good game. Can you imagine how sucky it would be to be a Falcons fan and just hear the score 28-3 to and just instantly get chills down your spine? Yeah, that's rough. Wait, it's wasn't it almost 28-3 to for them? Or was it 27-3? That's what it was. It was 28-3. Oh, they lost. Sorry, Jags beat them 23-7. I mixed that up. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Did you watch the Toy Story game? Do you see no, the highlights? Saw, That's kind of cool. I saw highlights. It was pretty cool. That's a pretty That's cool way to cool. get like young people invested in the sport. Yeah. Shout out to the kids, honestly. Hey. Um, I am. I. Uh, ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you just did you just find one that you kind of? I'm liked? taking the Texans. I'm taking the Texans over the Falcons. I CJ like Stroud's play. a better quarterback than Desmond Ritter. CJ Stroud is the rookie of the year. Um. I'm just, I've been really impressed balling. with how good he's been. He broke the uh, Ohio State quarterback curse, I feel like. I mean, I just don't know. Why time. did you – you just said that out loud. Now he's going to like – True. They're like four know. picks or something. Yeah, crap yeah, the my bed. Bad, my bad. But, but no, that's, yeah, I, I've been the impressed. Falcons, the Falcons are bad. I think Desmond Ritter is bad. Um, and I think the Texans are actually sneaky. They, well, they might win that division. They beat the I Jags, and I feel like that's the Jags. Really, well, the Colts look pretty good, too. I think Anthony Richardson's going to be ready fast, faster than we thought he would because I feel like he's, he seems under control, and he's 
playing well, I feel like. I don't know. You think it's a fluke or you think that's legit? No, I think it's kind of I think it's legit. Um I think the problem with Anthony Richardson is what we knew probably all along is just got to stay healthy. Yeah. So yeah. All right, David, what's your upset pick? I should say that the uh Falcons are favored in this game. They're at home, so they're favored minus two and a half. That's what I'm picking at. Texas. Dude, I, just, I don't know if I like a single pick this week. Um oh, this is disgusting, but I think I'm gonna have to ride with it because I don't trust any other un any other team that's not favored. I'm gonna pick the Saints to beat the Patriots on the road. Patriots are favored by one and a half. This is going to be an absolutely disgusting game. The over-under is 40. If I could bet in Missouri, I'd put my entire savings account on the under because there's no way the Saints-Patriots score over 40 points. So give me the Saints to upset the Patriots on the road. I'm picking two road teams right now. That's whew. Yeah, I don't ever want to see the Saints on my television ever again. They're just awful to watch play football. It's painful. Mm-hmm. Um, Give me... Give me the Packers over the Raiders on Monday Night Football is mm. my first wild card pick. Um, the Raiders play close to the Chargers. Brandon oh Staley gosh. just That's almost a game brain we farted. About. <laughs> well, it's just it's get, how many times can you say Brandon Staley made a stupid decision and then somehow got bailed out? Oh my you know? goodness, dude! Um, but I think that the the Packers may have got overhyped a little bit, but I I believe the Raiders are legitimately bad. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Packers. David, yeah. other wild card pick. I'm gonna take what should be a gimme because I don't like my first two two picks, especially my Saints over Pats. I'm gonna take the the layup with I'll take Miami favorite at home versus the Giants. Miami's favored by eleven, especially after losing to Buffalo. Dolphins might score fifty this week, just pure bounce back and you yeah, know, and the I Giants need, are... I need for that. It's that Daniel Jones contract. That's I mean, people talk about how bad Joe Burrow is playing. Um, at least I've seen from Joe Burrow the ability to win playoff games. Daniel Jones contract fleeced. is looking just just horrid. All of um, New York. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's stinky. All right. Uh last one. Pick the you're wanting to pick the Cardinals over the Bengals, aren't you? You're wanting to do it. No. Don't want to do that. Don't don't put words in my mouth. Pick the Chargers to lose. They're on a bye week, but it could probably still happen. Yeah, they could find a way. Um, just take the Chiefs over the Vikings. If yeah. we lose to Kirk Cousins, I'm gonna be sad. I mean, I, I'd be less sad though than like the Jets or the Bears. The, mm, I think I'd be more sad if we lost to the you Vikings. You think so? Vikings, I know it hasn't like necessarily looked like it, but the Vi- Vikings have a very good offense. Yeah, but it's just scored. like, it's just like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I it's mean, their defense showed up this last week, but it's like, God, we lost to we lost to the Vikings. Nobody's losing to the Vikings this year, and we did. Like, come on, so yeah, what is happening? Come on, Chiefs, you win that game, David. Last pick. Oh, you know you want to do it. You know you want to take a trip across the pond to fog your London town. That's actually the game it. I was just looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Just but I don't know it. if it's. I'm picking. I think I'm gonna pick the Bills though. I don't know if I'm. Oh picking yeah, Jags I know you're upset. not picking the Jags now. What? I don't. Did we? Is the Jags a team that we put a lot of expectation on, or it's another slow start from a good team? Like, what do you? I don't know. Is this cause for concern, or you think they'll? Be I mean, fine? they won. 
I don't know. I think the Jags are just okay. I um I think that they started off slower than they should have, but maybe the moral victory that they got last year didn't actually mean as much as we thought it did. Because again, they did. I mean, they played as the Chiefs were not beating teams by a lot last year anyway, no matter what their quality was. And then they did play us close in a playoff game, but they played us close in a playoff game in which Mahomes had one leg and then yeah. didn't even play a part of the game. So, I don't know. And they play some good you know. defenses. Bills, Saints, Steelers, Niners, Titans, Browns, Ravens, Bucks. Like Those are all think teams with pretty good defenses. They'll finish they'll finish ten and seven or nine and eight. Win that division. I, just, I think that's what the, yeah, probably. Really I mean, every team in that division could win that division. Seriously. You can convince me any team's gonna do it, and I would probably believe you. I think the Colts are the ones I would least believe, but everybody else. Oh, interesting. Um Yeah. I'm kinda high on the Colts with Anthony. But after the Titans performance and then I guess even with uh the Texans now, again, thirty points back to back weeks you're right. i mean yeah i guess i could see that mm-hmm. all right david we picked our week five things uh let's talk about some other picks that you're going to be making um and we're in the month of october and and i didn't prep you on this uh, i haven't given you anything give me can you give me an essential horror movie that you got to watch in each one of these categories for october um, something that you got you have to see before the month is over just to get your full spooky season in. The the first question I'm going to ask you, um, first category, what, what's your go-to classic like Halloween horror movie that you just want to... Scream. Okay. <laughs> I'm All sorry. Right. It's instantaneous. <laughs> scream. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Sophie and I were like, yeah, we're going to watch Scream. That's one of the first ones we're watching. So yeah, I was I was finding a good place to interrupt you because I was like, yeah, dude, it's Scream. That's I already know. Yeah. Like, we got to yeah. watch that one. <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend doesn't know it yet, but we're going to be watching Scream this week. Um, mm-hmm. And she, I don't think she's ever seen it. So that's exciting for me. Wow. Dang. Um, That'll be exciting. I think I, I think this will be the fourth time I've seen Scream in the last like year and a half. Um, so, I watch it a lot. I, I really I like appreciate Scream. it more every time I see it, which is wild Gosh, to say for a horror so movie. so good. The last 30 minutes of Scream are like just cocaine. I don't, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's so great. Um, okay, so Scream. What's, what's your go-to like nostalgia Halloween movie? Maybe one that you watched as a kid. doesn't even have to be a horror movie, just a movie you want to watch this time of year. Ooh, that's a good question. Thank you. Um, I have a little. I have a list I've made of movies, horror movies that I like. Honestly, this is kind of director tailored, but I think an underrated scary movie that is pretty. I think it's pretty good. I think The Visit, and Matt mm-hmm. Shyamalan's The Visit, is just weird, and um, I think it's a fun. You know, of course, you know me. I grew up with Matt Shyamalan and Signs and Sixth Sense and a couple of his movies, and. Uh, Sophie and I have watched mm-hmm. The Visit a couple times now, and I think that's one that it's, you know, a lot of people may not even have heard of it. It's not entirely popular, but it's like one that's kind of unsettling and in the right mood can be pretty effective. So that's one that we might even revisit this year. So, mm-hmm. is, there a, um, is there any horror movie that you have on the list that you haven't seen that you're planning to watch this October? Like a classic or something or something you've just been wanting to watch for a while but haven't got the chance to yet? Um, it's actually one that I watched 
uh, a couple nights ago. So I don't know if that is cheating, but yeah, no, that counts. The the original Carrie. I had never seen the original Carrie. Um, And I think last year I was like, all right, I want to try to rewatch all these original movies, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I watched Psycho for the first time, kind of the staple. And, you know, so that was one I hadn't seen the Blair Witch Project I watched last year. Um, And yeah, you you know, it's definitely dated in some areas, but it's very effective. I, I in my review I said that like that entire 30 45 minute prom dance, that whole scene, I I'm just anxious cuz I know what's going to happen and there's nothing I can do to stop it. You know, and as mm-hmm. it's leading up to it, my heart's like my heart was literally like beating while she was on stage. I was like what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And of course it happens and stuff. So mm-hmm. that was pretty effective. Uh it's, you know, definitely outdated in some areas. Uh, which is just natural, um, unless you're just like The Exorcist or Rosemary's Halloween. Baby or something like that. Yeah, or Halloween. But um, that's one that I've been wanting to watch, and I finally got to. Finally available on something. Um, I think another one is The Thing. I watched that for the first time last year, um, mm. and that that's a fun fun watch. You definitely hear about that uh, growing up, and I, I had never seen it. But uh, shout out to John Carpenter and to Kurt Russell. I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to make the thing like a regular Christmas. There's no good Christmas horror movie. We we've all mm. tried and you could yeah. be like black Christmas is good. It's 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 not, but okay. Um but I think the thing it's just like it has the vibe. It's like such a cozy horror movie cuz it's like you just want to like curl up with a blanket while you're watching it cuz it's so frigid. Um but it's just really effective. I I five stars um mm. for me. So I really like that. Um, Carrie's great. Brian De Palma um, has some just absolute heaters in his filmography, and Carrie is definitely one of them. Yeah. What is the most overrated movie that people watch this time of year? What's the most overrated Halloween movie? Okay, can Ooh, we say it on the a- count of three? Now I'm overthinking. That's a curveball. No, mind meld with me. Mind meld with me. Hold on. Okay, are you ready? Nathan you know what I'm me. thinking? No, I'm kidding. No, bro, you know me. I'm all overthinking now and flustered. What I gotta stop, say the right thing. Stop, stop. We both hate this movie. We've complained anytime somebody's wanted to watch this movie. Come on. Monster it, House. Every Halloween. No. It follows. Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Oh. Come on. Come on. Uh, you're watching um, Disney Channel. Yeah, I'm on the anti Hocus Pocus train. Um, if anybody would like to get on there. I, I don't like I don't. I don't hate campy Halloween Zach movies. Zach hates you times two now. I'm sure he does. That's <laughs> fine. I would rather turn on Halloween Town any day of the week than Hocus Pocus. Yeah, I like campy Halloween one. movies, yeah. but Hocus Pocus yeah. is just not. It's just not it for me. It's just. It's just not. It doesn't work. Lastly, David. Last thing I want to ask you: Is there a non-horror movie that you think is great to watch during the fall, during the Halloween season? A movie that's not scary doesn't even have anything to do with Halloween that you think is just like a good fall movie. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Do you, I mean, help me out here while I'm kind of thinking about that. Do you, I feel like since you asked that question, maybe you have a couple queued up. Like, what, what do yeah. you think? Well, first, first one I always think of um, is When Harry Met Sally. Ah. When Harry Met Sally is like a really easy, like, I don't know, just 
it's like they got it's got the aesthetic it's got the very famous shot of like um them walking through central park when all the leaves are turning there's a lot of sweaters in that movie there's a lot of like cold weather um that's represented for some reason i always think of fall when i think of goodwill hunting i was just really know if that's maybe like the the poster a lot is doing a lot of work there but there is a lot of like fall setting and goodwill hunting so i think that that helps this is technically a horror movie um but beetlejuice is always a fall movie to me always has been a fall movie to me and then recently i you haven't seen this movie this is a fall winter movie but little women is definitely like a movie that has a big fall vibe greta gerwig's little woman that i really enjoy um et hmm no that's a good one there is a halloween scene in et i didn't really think of that but yeah et is like a great classic fall movie and I just came on Prime. I want to rewatch that. I've not seen that. It's been a couple of years since I've seen that, and it's available on Prime Video. So I may have to yeah. tune in and, and watch that. Yeah, ET, ET. What a great choice. I think I'll watch. I'll watch ET this month too. That's a good. That's a good one, David. I forgot. Movie, I, Steven no. Spielberg. He's yeah. got so many like five star films that you forget about some of them for a little yeah. bit, and you're like, oh god, ET exists. What am I doing with my life? I need to watch ET. Knives Out also feels like uh, one, and then okay. I just saw a classic. The Shining, that's not really a horror movie, is it? But that's definitely like a... Mm, I think it's probably horror. That's fair. I don't know. It's pretty freaky. It's a different... It's not your like today's horror, but it's still... I guess it's pretty riveting still. It's pretty scary. I I know what movie you are is at the top of your uh, list uh, this Halloween season. And it's a sequel to a movie that we watched together. And we did not think it would be as effective uh, as it was. You know what I'm talking about? Netflix movie? No. Creep, creep 2. Gross, stop. Remember how Creep 1 was like, why is this like kind of effective? Why is Creep 1 just me every time I have to hang out with David? That's Maybe that's why it was effective. There were a couple of times where you're like, I've... You're like, I've said something like that while we were watching Creep. There were multiple times where you looked over at me and you were like, I've done that. Um, no, yeah, I might watch Creep too. I've honestly been looking like for classic horror movies that I have yet to see. I, I have made a, a little list. I think the next one I'm going to try to check off is the Amityville Horror. I've never watched that. Hmm. Um, I want to watch Rosemary's Baby. I know that you really like rosemary's baby um but i it's just really hard for me to get past the roman polanski of it all um yeah and see i watched watch that, that i'm movie, like oh so. i know this movie start and then afterwards i realized i you know i didn't know until after i'd watched it yeah so um so i'm just trying to i'm kind of trying to to do that i want to watch more friday the 13th i've only seen like three of them um, I have no interest in seeing any more of the Friday or the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, but it's it's kind of hard. Like there's a there's a lot of horror movies, but not like a lot of like classic ones that I really have a big interest in um, seeing. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm just looking. And right now, the worst thing House, is that right? a lot of the yes, the Japanese horror movie. That's yeah. One have you I seen that? Seen not yet. I I don't even know how to prepare you for that. 
that's exciting and uh, also horrifying. I I was I was creeped out because I I that's the first time I've been watching a movie where I was like I I don't know. Like I don't know oh, anything no. about anything. Like I have no oh, idea okay. what's going on. Sorry, I thought it was like, like I was so I hate, I hate those horror movies where it's like I don't know how to help you. You've made all the right decisions. I thought you were about to go that way of like, yeah, that's No, terrifying. that's the descent. That's the descent. I mean, at a certain point, the descent gets to where they're like, yeah, you're doing what you're supposed to. There's just no hope for you. Creep. Oh, you need to watch Wreck. I just added that to my watch list. I just saw that. I was like, we need, need, yeah, that's. You need to watch Wreck. Oof. Um, yeah. And we, Dave and I have extolled the virtues of Hell House. Um, but if you haven't seen Hell House, I bet a Hell House is a great Halloween Absolutely. Um, movie because it is about them making creating a haunted house for this time of year. So yep. uh, I watch that. But it, I, if all else fails, there's like 11 movies that have Michael Myers just killing a bunch of teenagers. Those are all pretty solid. I mean, even the bad ones, you're like, hey, it's Michael Myers. He's stabbing people. Except yeah. for like Resurrection. That, that one's really bad. But like first Halloween 1, 2, and 4, and then the Rob Zombie Halloweens, and then the latest trilogy – you'll still probably have a good time, even if the movies aren't necessarily great. And the first yeah. Halloween is one of the greatest horror movies ever. So, That's another one on the watch list. Uh, Nathan, what uh, horror movie are you watching uh, in the next couple of weeks in theaters? Oh, well, I'm definitely seeing The Exorcist Believer, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about that. Uh, I was going to go this week, uh, but plans have changed a little bit, so I'm probably not going to. But I think it should still be an IMAX next week before the Taylor Swift movie takes over the planet for about oh, a you're week. You're going to see that in um, IMAX? Jeez. The Exorcist? Yeah. 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 I'm not a. You want to go? Uh, I mean, I guess I'll watch it again, but I'm watching it Thursday with Tristan. Mm, okay not sophie sophie's like nah i ain't doing that no yeah i don't know <laughs> i really like the first exorcist so i yeah i have to see it I, the problem is i don't have a person that lives in kc that likes to watch horror movies all my friends are wimpy no, when it comes i can't to see that with things. a straight face no yeah all, all the kc friends that i have are like i can't handle that so i need I don't know. I need a person to do it with. And I discovered it's not going to be my girlfriend. She's made that very clear <laughs> um, yeah. that when she comes up. So I don't know, but I'm definitely going to go see that. I might just go see that by myself. Um, Come up Thursday in IMAX. With us. I, I can't. I, yeah, I that's really would. Tough. If I, it was Friday, maybe I, even you would, but that's like middle of the week still. Yeah. yeah it's not going to, it's just not going to work with the schedule, but I'm excited for that. And then I don't really know, like, I have no interest in seeing Saw 10. I hear a lot of people saying it's the best Saw since the first one. That's great for you. I don't care <laughs> yeah. about that. Um, and outside of that, like, are there any new horror movies? I'm honestly just looking to see if there's going to be a screening like at a, a smaller theater of Halloween. Because I'd love to see Halloween in a the theater mm. and just get that experience. So I'm, I've been looking for that just to see what, yeah, cause there are like, a lot of theaters put on like special Halloween screenings and stuff like that. So like for me, a haunting in Venice, like that's just like one. I feel like I'm going to wait till it's available on streaming. Cause I just, well, I it's also one of those garbage, just Agatha Christie movie. It's not that Agatha Christie's garbage, but you and I both watched death on the Nile. Yeah. And you remember how bad that is. And this is the yeah. third one in that series of garbage. So, 
Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Spooky season, man. It's, it's really it good is. time of year. Really, really good time of year. It is. Uh, it also it's time where it's no longer 90 degrees, which is a really nice thing. Yeah, so, it was only 84 today. Hey, we're getting there. Slowly, slowly but surely. This weekend it's supposed to be in the 50s. So, oh That's wow, nice. Airplane, good movie. That's nice. What's an Airplane? I'm kidding, we watched that together. That was pretty good. <laughs> What's um, your vector, Victor? On that note, uh, this has been What Do You Want to Watch? Uh, it's been an NFL Week 5 preview. Uh, and then, uh, you know, dipped our toes, dipped our dogs into some horror movie talk. Uh, as it is spooky season, so you, you got to talk about it. Uh, dipped our dogs. <laughs> oh, man. I Just go. end it. End it, see you, please. See, see you guys. <laughs> Bye. Oh, my gosh. Bye. This, I'm so sorry. We'll put a disclaimer before that comes up. It's a one-man show after this.